Welcome to The Receptive Life. We're learning how to fight against the unholy trinity, how to defend ourselves with the person, the work, the promises of Jesus, but also uh, learning how to receive all of the gifts that come from the triune God, the chief gift being the forgiveness of sins. So in this beautiful little confession from the Apology of the Augsburg Confession, the writers say, The worship, the divine service of the gospel is to receive from God gifts. The chief worship of the gospel is to wish to receive remission of sins, grace, and righteousness. And so when we have the forgiveness of sins, what do we have? Well, we have have everything. I mean, what more could one want than peace with God, to be reconciled uh, to God, to no longer be his enemy, but he has made us part of the family. He has called us children of God. And uh, if he was our friend uh, when we were his enemy, that he sent his son to die for us, to reconcile us, uh, the the book of Romans uh, speaks about, how much more now that we are his children does he give to us every good gift in Jesus? And so uh, the little saying we use for This station, station number three, speaking about confession is repent, receive, rejoice, repeat. So we agree with God about our sin. We acknowledge it. We receive the forgiveness of sins and receiving it. There's great joy. And because we live in this world with the devil harassing us and the world itself being corrupt, coming against us and our own sinful nature, uh, we repeat. So repent, receive, rejoice, repeat. Now, station three of uh, this daily practice, uh, again, we begin with station one, make the sign of the cross and have the name of the triune God placed upon, uh, upon yourself, upon your family, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then we can say the evening and the morning prayer. And then in this station, the station that speaks about our Uh, our sins and receiving the forgiveness of sins, we can make our our way into this little station by using three verses from Psalm 119. Again, you don't have to to do this, uh, but rather um, see it as something helpful. Uh, We're going to refer to Psalm 119 uh, in depth when we talk about the the Word of God. But these little verses... um, help to lead us, to prepare us to confess our sins. Psalm 119, verse 1. Blessed are they whose ways are blameless. Uh, Verse 133. Direct or establish my footsteps according to your word. Let no sin rule over me. And then the final verse of Psalm 119. uh, I have strayed like a lost sheep. Seek your servant according to your word, according to your uh, your commands. So what is confession? And, and um, we again are referring to foundational little gifts given to us uh, as contained in Luther's small catechism. Uh, he writes in um, the section talking about how Christians should be taught to confess. He speaks about it as uh, two different parts. So what is confession? He says, well, confession embraces two parts. The one is that we confess our sins. The other, that we receive absolution or forgiveness from the confessor as from God himself, and in no wise doubt, but firmly believe that our sins are thereby forgiven 
before God in heaven. So again, these two parts of confession. Yes, we agree with God about our sin. We acknowledge that sin before him, but we also receive the forgiveness of sin. So repent, receive, uh, rejoice, repeat. Uh, you can see this in uh, 1 John chapter 1. Again, an, an, a wonderful little verse, set of verses that you could hide in your heart. Uh, John says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us the sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then he says, verse 10, if we say we haven't sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Uh, continues there, chapter 2. Uh, My little children, I write this to you so that you may not sin. But if, but if anyone sins, we have a counselor with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, the righteous one. And he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours only, but also for the whole world. And so we make use of Jesus. He is uh, the sacrifice for, for sin, the atoning sacrifice. And he stands there as counselor, one who speaks on our behalf, in our defense before the Father. He is the righteous one. And so we are to not only confess the sin, acknowledge it, uh, agree with God about it, but to receive the forgiveness of sins. Remember our baptism. That's why the sign of the cross is placed upon us. We say the invocation. It reminds us of our baptism. We live out of that, that great gift given to us, that our sins have been washed away, that we renounce the devil and all his works and all his ways, that we, we have been brought into the family of God. We make use of what we call the office of the keys, confession and absolution. And we are encouraged to attend also the Lord's Supper. Take, eat. This is my body. Take, drink. This is my blood for the forgiveness of sins. So repent, receive, rejoice, and repeat. Now, here's a, a metaphor that's helpful. Uh, and it's the metaphor of malady uh, and medicine. So, you know, think of a, a doctor, uh, but also now think of a spiritual doctor, a soul physician, a soul healer. So when you go to your, you know, primary care doctor for a physical checkup, you know, they, they usually ask you all types of questions. How are you feeling? And then they run some, some tests. They do some blood work. And then uh, you get an assessment of that, uh, that blood work. And, uh, you know, hopefully, prayerfully, everything comes back. And uh, from your spiritual or from your physical checkup and the doctor says, well, we'll see you next year. Uh, but in a spiritual checkup, what happens is that when we examine our lives uh, and assess them according to the Ten Commandments, right? The mirror, we look into the mirror of the law. This is part of this, this uh, station. Uh, we examine our lives in the Ten Commandments. The news comes back that there is a malady. There is a sickness, a spiritual sickness. And that spiritual sickness leads to death. And then, um, you know, just as we would go to the doctor, if something were to show up on the test results and we would ask, what's the, what, what is the, the medicine? What is the cure? What is the, the, uh, you know, thing that we can do? Uh, so also the spiritual, 
metaphor of uh, health, and the doctor speaks of the medicine of the gospel. And we go to the hospital that is the church, and there, uh, you know, the gospel is given to us. The cure for for the malady of sin is given to us, and then um, we are equipped within that church and said, now here is instruction, here is teaching, uh, here is a healthy life plan as your doctor would sit and talk with you about your physical health. So also the church speaks to us, pastors from the word encourage us, exhort us and say, and say to us, you know, you are to stop doing these things. Uh, they only lead to death. But here is the invitation from God to start uh, with new thoughts and new motives and a new new heart. Now, when you go to your physical doctor, you can ignore you know the news that you hear from him or her. Uh, you can say, ah, you know what? I'll I'll come back later. You know, this really isn't too much of a priority for me right now. You might say, well, I don't like your opinion. I'll go you know get a second and third opinion, or you just might say with urgency. What, what do we do next? You act on it. And there is advice given to you from that spiritual doctor as to, to how you should uh, pro, proceed. Now, uh, here's, the, here's kind of the spiritual parallel. Uh, we and our world, um, the diagnosis is that we are sick and dying. And what's the root cause behind that? Why is that happening? Well, because we live in a corrupt world, we ourselves are sinful. The devil and his uh, demons are against us. That's the cause. That's the root problem problem of the malady. The church is the hospital, and it has the medicine uh, of the gospel. And when we receive the forgiveness of sins in Jesus, that comes from this gracious hand of our brother, uh, our Savior in the flesh, the one who has defeated sin and death, and he holds the keys, right? Uh, holds authority over our enemies. And so sin has been paid for, death has been defeated, the devil himself is under the feet, uh, the authority of Jesus, and that is the cure. That is the cure to sin and death and devil. In Jesus, the worst of the world is met with the best of the triune God. The one who knows no sin, knew no sin, becomes sin for us. And so the worst of the world is placed upon him and in exchange the best, the righteousness, the grace, the love, the mercy of the triune God is given to us. So, you know, you ask questions when you have that spiritual checkup, right? What's next? What should we do? Where, to whom should we to whom should we go? And that's what uh, the disciples are asked by Jesus. Do you want to leave too? And it's as if they think about it for a moment and they weigh their options. And then Peter says, John 6, Lord, to whom shall we go? You, only you have the words of eternal life. Now, again, the apology of the Augsburg Confession, these, these beautiful confessions of our faith, in our heritage, give us uh, some really clear words about the gospel. Uh, it says here in Article uh, 12, The sum of the preaching of the gospel is this, to convict of sin, to offer for Christ's sake the forgiveness of sins in righteousness, the Holy Spirit, and eternal life, and that as reborn people we should do good works. 
So Christ includes the sum of the gospel when he says, Repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations. So in the widest sense of the definition of the gospel, what is it? We're convicted of our sins. The forgiveness of sins is offered to us in a variety of different ways. We receive that forgiveness of sins. Coming with that is the forgiveness of sins, the righteousness of Jesus. We're given the gift of the Holy Spirit, the promise of eternal life. And what do we do in response to that? Well, we rejoice. We rejoice in it, and we live then uh, a different life. We respond by doing these good works that flow out of uh, the forgiveness of sins. So repent. With the spiritual metaphor, you could say, you and I, we're sick. Receive. Receive the gospel. In other words, here's, here's the medicine. Here's the good news. Here's the forgiveness of sins that defeats sin and death and the devil. Rejoice. Now that you have this good news, now that it's yours, rejoice. You just don't have life eternal, but you have faith and hope and love for today. And then what do we do? Repeat. Repent. Receive, rejoice, repeat.